2: I'm Rachel Hampton
1: and I'm Candace Lim and you're listening to ICymi. in case you missed it Slate's podcast about internet culture and today
2: we're talking about one of our most feral addictions
1: shopping shopping We are both susceptible to something called the internet, which Mm -hmm. feeds us when we don't need nor want to be fed. But with that said, Rachel, what is the last thing you bought because of the internet?
2: As longtime listeners of this show will know, I love Instagram ads. Instagram ads are perfectly tailored to me. Whatever little cocktail of keywords that Mark Zuckerberg has created for my profile is entirely accurate. Mm -hmm. I have never seen an Instagram ad that I wasn't partially susceptible to. But the thing I think I'll pick, which I do think is the most recent thing I bought off social media, is this absolutely gorgeous pair of electric blue platform cage sandals that I had been looking for. For literally years because they're plastic, but I did not want them to be terribly made plastic. Sure. I was looking for like a sustainable version of a shoe that I had in childhood. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of very cheap versions of this shoe. But I was like, I don't want the cheap version because it's going to snap off my ankle in like two weeks of wearing them. And I found them and I love them. They're adorable. It makes me look like a Polly Pocket doll. What about you? Now that you know my deep, dark shopping secret, what have you bought from the mm-hmm. internet?
1: Mine is an electric lighter. So Ooh. basically, I'm one of those nerds who like, I really hate using one use batteries. I have rechargeable batteries for everything. And I feel the same way about lighters where I get really mad when like I use one up and I throw it away. And I was actually on Amazon trying to buy like a four pack of Bic lighters when amazon then said hey bitch pause (laughs) stop scrolling what about electric lighters and i was like what oh i've
2: seen these before i've almost gotten got by one of these before they look so cool i don't understand how they work but they look really cool
1: just for our visual audience here, I will show you mine. Okay, everyone, get ready for some audio. Oh my
2: God, oh my God. I'm leaning over to look to see. (laughs) It does look like a vape. It does look like my weed vape pen.
1: Yeah, and I will be lighting a candle tonight in the studio. All right, here we go. So I actually ran out of battery on my electric (laughs) lighter. That is hilarious. (laughs) this (laughs) this tape. <laughs> so I need to charge it. But yeah, that's basically it. The anti of
2: that demonstration was <laughs> hilarious, but I did spot something in that demonstration, which was mm. a candle. Tell me more about this candle.
1: This candle comes to us at a very interesting time. We're talking about the internet, like trying to influence us financially. Guess who slid into my <laughs> inbox this morning? Subject line. Hey, bestie, it's been a while.
2: Ooh, that could be a few different businesses. Urban Outfitters?
1: Close, close. And it is a coupon, so we're in the right arena. Okay, now, Rachel, tell me if these words mean anything to you, okay? Mm hmm. Japanese cherry blossom, mm. sweet pea, mm. warm vanilla sugar. Mm hmm.
2: Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Today, we are talking about Bath & Body Works and specifically the Reddit community that I have personally fallen in love with.
2: I'm so excited. I'm so ready to go. We're going to take a short break and when we come back, Candace is going to take us on a journey through the corners of this subreddit and try to explain why Bath & Body Works is still a mall mainstay even after malls have gone away. And we're back to talk about all things bath, body, and works. <laughs> so, Candice, you're in the driver's seat tonight. I'm going to take mm. the ox cord. Tell me, how... Where did Bath and Body Works come into your life? Set the scene for me.
1: When I was in third or maybe like fourth grade, my elementary school was like really into hand sanitizer. And I really don't know if it was because there was a disease or like any coli craze going on at the time. But I just remember really hating the scent of Germ-X. And I heard that there was this little store called Bath & Body Works that sold school-approved hand sanitizer and these really pretty, geometrically-shaped, sweet-smelling bottles. And they also had, like, little blue beads inside. Mm-hmm. And I just distinctly remember, like, stocking up on Fresh Market Apple, Sea Island Cotton, Midnight Pomegranate. You know, are we are we smelling these in the room tonight, Rachel, as we speak?
2: I mean, you're taking me back to a time... a place a simpler time and place when all i cared about was getting my echo unlimited hoodie (laughs) and a little (laughs) tiny bottle of fresh market apple i cried
1: when they discontinued
2: that so tell me how your relationship with bath and body works has changed since becoming an adult
1: i took a break because i didn't really peruse the sales throughout high school or college i didn't really think about it and then during the pandemic Stimulus checks in my hand. I went on Twitter.com one day and I saw two words trending and those words were candle day. Hey guys, it's me Tina Marie with True Meaning of Radiance. It's finally time for my Candle Day video, yay!
3: Today is officially Bath & Body Works Candle Day, so I have a haul for you.
1: Hey guys, I'm back with another video and today's video is going to be the first video in my Countdown to Candle Day series of videos.
2: Oh yeah, this feels like a villain origin story or like Mm -hmm. the moment that freaky little spider bit Peter Parker.
1: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, listening to this, my blood pressure just went up because I, like, really want to watch these candle (laughs) hauls. Okay, so for
2: those uninitiated into the Bath & Body Works community, please explain exactly what Candle Day is.
1: So Candle Day is a two-day sale that Bath & Body Works puts on. It only happens once a year, and it's in-store and online, and basically... Every single three wick candle goes on sale for $9.95. Now, Rachel, oh so far, what do we think of that number? Too high, too low?
2: I mean, it's a sale. So it depends mm-hmm. on what the standard price is. I will say that I am uh, a member of the fancy candle community. My brand is Boy Smells and mm. their candles are about twenty nine ninety five per unless it's a special scent. So that feels really low to be completely honest.
1: And I am kind of begging you, like, please just guess how much you think a regular non-sale Bath and Body Works candle goes for right now.
2: Okay, so the sale price is nine ninety five. Mm-hmm. And again, my boy smells candles are like twenty nine ninety five, and they go on and on about the quality of the soy wax and all the shit they're doing. I consider Boy Smells of higher quality. I'm sorry to. Sure. So- The Bath and Body Works girlies. I'm going to say retail price, mm, $19.95, $20 for a three wick.
1: So a three wick candle right now is going for $29.95 full price on the website. What? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which is the same price as your Boy Smells candle, even though Boy Smells is known for being like very high quality, very a little bit more exclusive, a little more hard to find. It's in Nordstrom. Right. It so is. that's interesting. And back to the Bath and Body Works side. Uh there was recently a like special Halloween edition three-wick and it had a glass lid on it. It was retailing for $36.95 <gasps> price. I could
2: get like a jumbo size Casey Musgraves ex-boy smells collab for that oh. amount. Not mm-hmm. to shit on Bath and Body Works. Again, my my laden community i used to be a part of her but come on like those those smells can give you headaches sometimes boy smells is like a little bit subtler you know they have some like cannabis smells involved
1: (laughs) no and like rachel your reaction is exactly the same reaction i had it's just kind of insane and look call me jim kramer because it's mad money time okay okay Getting a $29.95 candle for $9.95 on sale is about 67% off, and that is a good deal. But there is another event that plagues the people. And it is called the semi-annual sale, a.k.a. S.A.S. And this happens twice a year. This happens storewide. So it's not just candles. It's like lotions and hand creams, soap, shampoos, whatever. And this is a several-week sale where every day, without warning, things will just randomly be discounted for like 25 to 75% off. So theoretically, that same candle we're talking about up top, you could get it for like 7 to $8.
2: So what you're telling me is there are two to three times a year where you can buy a three-wick candle for 7 to
1: $8. Yes.
2: I have to ask the question, it begs the question, are these candles worth it?
1: This is a big debate among Bath and Body Works loyalists because, you know, during the pandemic, people were reporting that these candles were getting lower in quality. They're getting really sooty or they're burning faster than advertised or they're like smelling great cold in the store. But then once you light them up, they give you migraines. And I feel like when we're talking about these sales, a big reason why Bath and Body Works still even exists is because they have marketed these deals really, really well. I mean, look, if it is a regular Tuesday, okay, and I'm walking in the mall, like I am not gonna buy a $29.95 candle, but on candle day, when that <laughs> candle is $9.95, I'm gonna buy 12. And that does make me question, okay, the true value of these candles, you know, are they really $29.95 or are they actually $9.95? Because it's a sale. You know, you think you're smart, but really, you're a motley fool.
2: Listen, the moment I learned sales are basically just tricks for all of us to convince us to buy more things, spend the same amount of money we would have spent just buying a single candle, perhaps. It seems like there are three times a year where there's an extravagant sale.
1: How do you keep track of this? I go to the Bath and Body Works subreddit.
2: Of course. You know, it seems fairly obvious what this subreddit is about, but can you explain what is it like to be a part of it? How many people are involved in this subreddit? What's Tell me the
1: vibe. So, the first thing to know is that there are actually several online Bath and Body Works groups out there. I think there's a few Facebook ones and those are usually for selling or reselling products. But on Reddit, users are mainly more into like posting hauls or like asking when does the sale start or end or reviewing new scents when they come out so like they don't have to go into the store. They also share coupon codes that they don't plan on using. But with this Reddit group, As with, I think, all Reddit groups, there's moderators. So these are people who supervise the conversations and they have like a list of rules. So for example, in this Reddit group, you cannot sell products because apparently a lot of people have been scammed. That's great. Each rule has a specific punishment. Like some things you get banned for one day, some things you get banned for three days, some you're just banned, banned. And it's a very measured system. I also think it's important to note that moderators usually do this as like a side thing. It's not like a real job. So I've been noticing that posts tend to go up like before and after work hours. So that's when you're seeing like the most activity. But I also wanted to note that I've been noticing, okay, that this subreddit has been getting a little mean spirited, if not toxic (sighs) lately. The Bath
2: and Body Works community Mm -hmm. is getting toxic. I mean, I have heard about the Bath and Body Works Facebook communities getting a little wild which feels like an episode for another day but what's going on on reddit i've been noticing
1: a few pretty like upsetting employee events about customers getting really verbally violent or aggressive especially during these sales because the subreddit community is not only just for consumers it's for employees i want to read one comment to you just to give you a taste of this, Please Rachel. Please
2: do. My palette is ready.
1: The comment reads, I am so sick of how flippant, entitled, demanding, disrespectful, and straight-up weird customers <laughs> have been getting. Retail has always been a difficult environment, but people have seemingly lost the ability to conduct themselves socially. Especially since the start of 2022, I have... Never had so many customers berate me, attempt to get combative with me, and simultaneously act like my presence is a nuisance, while also fully depending on me to answer a million idiotic questions. Quick pause. uh, This is an employee, just for context. And at the bottom of their post, they wrote this one line that I did really have to read. It was, but when I ask a simple question, like, do you want a basket?, And the customer looks at me like I've offered to punch them in the throat. (laughs) I simply cannot handle it. End quote.
2: Oh, (laughs) my God. This feels part and parcel with what's happened, you know, after the beginning of the pandemic, which is people forgot how the motherfucking acts in public. Mm. Why are you all here berating Bath and Body Works employees? They're braver Mm. than the troops. They're inhaling a Crazy amalgam
1: of smells every (laughs) single day, so you can get your 995 candles. And you know, I remember during candle day, there were a lot of photos and reports of people just like openly shoplifting these stores, like they would blatantly just walk in they would shove 80 candles okay into like these huge bags and then they would just walk out and it was happening so often that employees were reportedly being told to not interfere like just don't engage just let it happen let them take the candles and out of there i think what's kind of crazier is that there is a controversy even worse than the pillaging of our candle siblings which (laughs) is that um, On the subreddit, you know, people will post mega hauls. They'll post like their collections of like 30, 50, 100, 300 candles, body sprays, lotions, wallflowers. And I see these posts and I see these hauls and I really start to think about the purpose of these products. Because, you know, if you zoom out a bit, scented candles are not necessary to life I understand maybe you live in an area with frequent power outages, therefore you need candles all around just in case. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like hand creams, wallflowers, foam, hand soap, like they're luxuries. And I 100% have seen really thoughtful and sweet and affirming posts from people saying that these products made their day or they made a gift box that helped their friend get over a bad breakup. Like, for example, I'll read this one comment. It says, even on days when I can't get out of bed, I'll still spray myself and my sheets and it helps to cheer me up. And this is the most I've looked forward to living life.
2: Oh, okay, That's sweet. That's a reason to have maybe five backup fragrance mist. But again,
1: 200, (laughs) 300? No, exactly. And, you know, I do wonder, like, why do people post these hauls and why do I look at them? Because, you know, I'll speak personally. I will say that I check the subreddit probably every day. (laughs) If there's a sale like SAS or Candle Day, I am checking it every other hour. I'm being so serious. (laughs) And part of it is just like my own intention to buy, like scoping out the scents that are selling out quick. Finding out, is there a secret coupon code that I could get free shipping or a free gift? But I also do think there is a bit of voyeurism of just looking at people buying things and looking at products that I cannot buy.
2: Today was the Bath and Body Works semi-annual sale and I got
1: a ton of stuff to show y'all.
2: Look how long the receipt is, guys. Like I spent $40 for everything that I'm about to show y'all and it says that I saved $103.
1: That was so worth it.
2: I definitely stocked up mostly on the hand soaps and that is because they were 75% off. So they're like about $1.87. I got You Were Very Cool. What do you take yes. from these hauls? What do you think is the point of them really? Do you think it's like performative capitalism or like a performance of middle class aspirations? Because I don't. I don't think the Rockefellers are collecting Bath and Body Works. Or is it just mm-hmm. like conspicuous consumption?
1: I mean, I have considered all those angles. And, you know, for some reason, I've never seen these hauls as braggy. But I think it's because when I look at those candles and I try to do the math of like, okay, what is 300 candles times 995, which is like maybe the best price, not even the full price? And I do the math, I feel. I feel bad. Like, I just feel bad that someone has spent that amount of money, which, by the way, is 2985 US dollars on candles. And it's mainly because that is a level of shopping to me that does verge on addiction. But I do want to acknowledge that this kind of like hoarder vibe also can stem from a pretty real place. I will read another comment I've read recently I have been poverty stricken my whole life. I found couponing two years ago and that set off my anxiety of not having and missing out. So I shopped a lot. You get a crazy rush from couponing and end up with so much stuff you couldn't have ever imagined. Even though you know you'll never use it all or even want it, you keep going. (sighs) As someone with a uh,
2: small clothes shopping addiction, again, filling up a cart, not buying it. I get it. There's this rush. And there's also a sense of providing something you couldn't have growing up. It's in the parlance of therapy that has now been stolen by the internet, like healing your inner child. I also have some feelings about the glorification of consumption of, let's be honest, meaningless shit as we spiral towards climate death. And the idea of little plastic bottles of fragrance mist floating on the ocean stresses me out as does the phrase, even though you'll never use it all or even want it. But an addiction is an addiction and hoarding is actually a, a kind of addiction. And it should be treated as such with some level of sympathy, but mostly therapy and not shopping, not retail therapy, like the real, the real kind of therapy. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to dive even deeper into the mystique that drives customers to keep buying and buying and buying, and whether there's any way we can consume candles ethically under capitalism.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to
3: do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running,
2: everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, Hi y'all. Hope you're enjoying today's show. If this is your first time listening to ICYMI, then welcome. We are so thrilled to have you here in the ICYMI universe. In case you missed it, our show comes out twice a week on Wednesdays and Saturdays, so make sure you never miss an episode like this past Wednesday's, which was all about our listeners and how they found queer love online. I was Hard eyes emoji the entire episode. And I'm sure you will be too. Go listen.
3: And we're back. Hello everybody. This is going to be extremely explicit. So if you don't like swearing um, or angry people from Wisconsin, then turn your mother effing camera off
2: now. Okay, Candace, what 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 am I listening to? What's going on here?
1: This is a very iconic video from 2012. It's called, in quotes, I might boycott Bath and Body Works, rant, exclamation mark. And it was posted by a woman in Wisconsin named Angela. Now, the story is Angela really wanted to get two three-wick candles during a sale. The scents were winter candy apple and iced gingerbread. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. She called around to several of her local stores to see if they had them in stock. They did not. Then one store did. And that store was Appleton, Wisconsin. And they said they would have to, like, go to some off-site location and bring them back into the store. But they would hold them for her. Wow. So she goes with her mom to the Appleton, Wisconsin location. And she arrives... Okay, Mm -hmm. she speaks with Jen, which is in quotes because it might not be her actual name. Mm -hmm. And Jen tells her, I'm so sorry, but the candles we thought we had, they're the right scent, but they're not three wicks. They're single wicks. Do you still want them? And Angela, (laughs) Angela pops off.
3: And I said very calmly, you're kidding me, right? And she said, no, she's like, "Um, what I can do, she said, is I can call around to the And I said, no. I said, I've been calling Fond du Lac, Oshkosh, Appleton, um, where else? Green Bay.
1: Angela says, fine, I don't want these candles, but I do think I deserve something. And Jen's like, yeah, we can give you a few coupons. Okay, pause. So something that I think is important to note is that coupons are a very controversial word in this community because (laughs) there have been accusations that Bath and Body Works is, like, very stingy with their coupons, or they, like, only mail them to certain customers. So these coupons are usually, like, 20% off, a full order. $10 off, your $40 purchase. And some people get them in the mail every month. Some people have never seen a coupon in their life. It's, like, a whole big thing. Didn't
2: we start this episode with you getting a coupon?
1: We did. (laughs) Okay, just checking. Back to Angela. Yeah, so back to Angela. Tensions are rising. Mm -hmm tectonic plates are shifting i feel them and jen says you can call this number on this receipt and a live person will talk to you and angela strikes back
3: a live person who the fuck do you think i'm talking to now am i talking to you who is not really here are you reality because i thought you were a live person are you not a live
2: person I mean, the question, are you not a live person is a good one. Let's be real here because she's she's <laughs> not talking to a robot. I, the th- I need to know how the saga ends.
1: OK, so Angela does not walk out with the candle she desired, but she does call that number. She talks to a live person and she ended up getting sent both cents for free because she complained of, quote, bad service. And for any of you wondering, like, what happened to Jen? Uh, Jen did not get fired as far as we know. But I only know this because Angela included that in the episode description of the YouTube video. I'm happy she did. I was worried because it doesn't
2: seem like Jen did anything wrong other than yeah. mistake a single wick for a three wick. Uh, regardless of that, Angela Angela maybe should go into podcasting. She's a good storyteller. I was, I was riveted. <laughs> I was sat in my seat.
1: I know, me too. Crying, laughing the whole way through. And the funny thing is, okay, didn't this whole story kind of make you want to go on (laughs) bathandbodyworks.com? Like, there really is something so Pavlovian about saying the name of a scent. So, like, winter candy apple, peach bellini. And it just makes you go, huh, I'd really love to smell a peach bellini candle right now, (laughs) right?
2: Listen, I get it. Not specific mm. with Bath and Body Works, but again, boy smells, you tell me, you tell me slow burn. You tell me cowboy kush. You tell mm. me rhubarb smoke. You tell me park life. I'm like, let me go type into my little web browser, voicemails.com and see what they have going on. And Mm -hmm. maybe that's what makes this store, as in Bath & Body Works, such a big deal to people like Angelo. There's this level of loyalty to certain fragrances because they remind you of someone in your life or a period of nostalgia. And it just sends you right back to a place in time. Like cucumber melon, when I smell it, always makes me think of being in middle school in my little seat with my little mechanical pencil bubbling in a scantron (laughs) test. You know, I know her. I remember her. And I also did read this thing about how perfumes and fragrances for women are one of the most successful beauty products in the US. And I feel like it's because once you get hooked on a specific scent, you're probably going to want to use it for the rest of your life or at least have it on hand. I feel like you grow out of some sense, but you still want a little bit of that Clinique in your life. Mm -hmm.
1: You want to be able to have that Glossier you just in case. And I would say the majority of products sold by Bath and Body Works do feature a center fragrance, but I really think it's about nostalgia. And that's probably why people get really sad or upset when scents get discontinued in the store. You know, I remember reading this post asking if Magnolia Charm, the scent, would come back. And this user wrote... Quote, my mom passed away last June and it was her absolute favorite scent. Every morning she drowned herself in it. And when she passed, she only left a little tiny bit left. So I only use it for special occasions. I've been waiting for ages just to see if it'll come back. But I was curious if anyone knows when.
2: Oh, my God. My mother uses Forever Red every single day. She uses the perfume, she uses the lotion, she uses the soap. So whenever I smell it,
1: I'm like, that's my mom. So I get it. Yeah. And you know, that question mark that the user puts at the end, like it makes you want to say, yes, it'll come back. There's hope. I promise you. Magnolia charm shall arise. And that stuff is very real to me, I get it. And Bath and & Body Works has been around for like 33 years or so, so it's not wild if someone you know has purchased products in the last three decades, to the point where you associate them with that scent. And so for example, Rachel, like, do you remember the first scent you loved from Bath & Body Works? Yes. It was that Market Apple one. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I
2: loved that smell so fucking much it was just so sweet but also fall it was gorgeous that and japanese cherry blossom i mean Listen, ride or die right there.
1: And like, do either of those scents remind you of anyone or does it like take you to a specific place in time?
2: I mean, I'm not going to lie. The market apple does remind me of one of my first crushes. Um, (gasps) (gasps) Oh, my God. What? I remember being in my little seat in first grade with my little fucking market apple hand sanitizer or lotion. And there he was two seats across from me. And I was like, Mm. hmm, love.
1: I love that. I mean, exactly. Like, for me, there's this candle that they have out now. It's called Blush, Geranium, and Fern. The only reason I bought this candle is because it smells like my rich aunt's house. But, you know, also, thinking about the pandemic that we live through, you know, like, what was the first symptom of COVID? Oh, yeah. Uh, the whole loss of smell. I kind of feel like this rise of Bath and Body Works, this rise of candles, there was maybe something about reclaiming your sense of smell or maybe this connection of like, oh, if I wake up and I can't smell my mahogany teakwood intense candle, which, by the way, listeners, it's the Abercrombie and Fitch fuckboy candle. It's extremely strong. Even my ancestors can smell (laughs) it. Basically, if you could smell it or if you could not smell it, eh, maybe you have COVID. But if you like wake up and you smell fuckboy, <laughs> oh, I'm good. I live. Yay.
2: I mean, isn't that basically how they chose kings back in the 13th century? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, we kind of touched on this a bit before the break, and I feel like we have to go back to it, which. Is this community you're a part of, I feel like we need to talk about the economics of it. We're really, we're talking about things that aren't, they're not mad expensive, but they're also not cheap. So we talked about how expensive these candles were, you know, $29.95 retail price. We talked about how they're basically luxury items. Like, you know, you're not gonna, you can't pay for these with an FSA card. You can't put this on your Mm EBT. So I feel like it's, interesting to me that in 2023, when theoretically, allegedly, we're in a recession, I don't really understand what's going on with the economy right now. People are still willing to pay, as in hoard, these goods?
1: I think that's probably why during the pandemic, there were these posts surging about no buys or low buys. So this is basically when someone vows to not purchase any products during a sale or during a specific period of time. So like months, years, whatever. And a low buy is more like I have 12 candles and I will not buy another candle until I use a candle. So the net amount is always 12. I can understand how people look at these hauls and go, oh, you're like burning money. You're literally burning money on candles. They don't add to your net worth. They don't add any capital to life that could be going to your (laughs) 401k how could you do that in this economy and you know my argument is that this is the exact purpose of the subreddit because they don't judge you know Uh, a quick reminder at least for me is that we are talking about lotions and body sprays and candles these are things that are Female coded even in 2023 simply because they're considered beauty products. And I do want to acknowledge there is a men's line at Bath and Body Works, but also some of my favorite posts are men on the subreddit voicing that they exist. And a lot of them will be like, screw graphite body wash. I love Palo Santo and Coco Paradise. What else do you recommend? Wait, that's actually so
2: sweet. I love that. <laughs> it's like the men on The Bachelor Reddit forum where they're just like, I don't just watch the show with my girlfriend. I have a bracket with my boys. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. Ah!
1: Mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And, you know, like these spaces are welcoming, they're open arms and they're created because I just have noticed that when people talk about men buying a lot of something people call it an eccentric hobby or an obsession but when women buy a lot of one thing it's called a shopping addiction it's like you see a man with a lot
2: of motorcycles and you're like that's a man with a hobby but you see a woman with a lot of i don't know stanley cups and you're like the fuck is going on here
1: i say equality for all The fuck is going on in general. (laughs) And, you know, that's kind of where I feel like this community comes in. You know, this idea of like, hey, I know your husband, wife, child, aunt. They've made fun of you for having a closet full of candles you never use. But here on this subreddit, we love that. Show us. Post more pics of the haul. And I will say at least for the other half of us, this is also just like about finding really good deals. You know, I think at the end of the day, some people see Bath & Body Works as more of a hobby and like a good hobby, a non-gendered hobby, let's say that. And I will say, I think a hobby is more fun when you have other people to do it with, when there's more players in the game. Mm -hmm. No,
2: I agree. That makes sense. So, I mean, unfortunately you're not the CEO of Bath & Body Works. You are Mm -hmm. merely my co-host for this podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm still going to ask, where do you think the store goes from here?
1: Earlier this year, Bath & Body Works announced that they would be pulling out of malls and instead trying to put stores in, like, open-air plazas. So places where you could, like, literally park in front of the store and walk five steps and you will hit a sweater weather lotion. Mm -hmm. And I think despite the, like, shoplifting and the angry customers and the economy that never stops never stopping... I personally am optimistic. I think they could survive for another 10 years at least.
2: Unlike its dearly departed brother, Bed Bath & Beyond.
1: No, but it's ironic that I'm forecasting their survival because retail, especially for mall stores, is like so, 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 so so down. And Bath & Body Works is not like sexy. It's not modern. Like it's not on Instagram hiring influencers to like use their products like Glossier, but it has a really loyal base who started clinging onto their sense maybe years or decades ago. And those people are probably older now. They have more money. They have bigger homes to fill and they're going to fill those homes with candles.
2: I mean, I got to say, after the past half hour, 45 minutes, you really tempted me to go on this subreddit after work. I don't think I'm going to become a Bath and Body Works babe again, but I do want to know what the Bath and Body Works babes (laughs) are up to. But before we go, I want to ask, since you're the expert here, you have your PhD in bathology, what are your personal shopping rules or tips for this this store that we all know so well? Like, if Bath and Body Works is a sale and you're interested in checking it out, you have some space in your rotation of 12 candles. What's your game plan?
1: First, I personally only let myself buy candles in store because there have been so many subreddit posts about people's candles breaking in transit and arriving like frozen or with broken glass all over. And if you order 12 candles and one's cracked, there's a chance that all of them are cracked. That's one. Second, I personally will not purchase a product unless it is more than 65% off. Uh, And it's mainly because, Rachel, that joke you said earlier about like, isn't there always a sale? There's always a sale. And so if you buy something full price, you dumb. (laughs) And therefore, 50% off is just not that big of a deal. But 65, 70, 75, that is a little bit more rare. Third. I need to walk in knowing exactly what sense I want. It's like Target. You walk in trying to buy one thing, you buy 10. So what I do is I go twice. I go once before the sale when everything is full price and I just smell, smell, smell. And I write down what do I love? What do I hate? What do I like? Usually I don't buy the likes or hates. I just buy the loves. And then I go again when the sale happens and I just pick like my draft, my 12 best. Okay. I take my list. I do not buy any scent that is not on that list. And the consequence, because this has happened to me before, is that I ended up buying a lot of like masculine Mm scents when I really wanted floral scents. That happened to me one year. Mm -hmm. Very sad. I've dealt with Mm -hmm. it. Okay.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Now my fourth and my last tip is... I don't let myself walk out of the store with more than 12 candles and it's because each bag. So imagine like a really big, like gingham picnic paper bag. Um, it has a candle holder inside. So, you know, like when you go to Starbucks and you have like more than two drinks, mm-hmm. so you get like a tray and it holds it. Okay. So think of it like that, six holes. And I myself can carry two bags with my hands, but... I also don't like the idea of having more than 12 candles in my possession. Like just hearing myself say that out loud, like I would cringe if the number was higher.
2: I don't think I was prepared for that. I don't think I was prepared mm. for you to tell me those rules. They all make a lot of mm-hmm. sense. I just was Thank not prepared you- for the dissertation. Um. Wow. <laughs> um, wow. Wow. Well, I have a few more questions, but our episode is basically over. So I'm going to leave you with two, oh, yeah. which is how many candles do you currently have in your possession as of right now? if you have to guess. And what's your favorite scent?
1: Okay, so I think I'm at 13 three wicks with one single wick, which does make me cringe because now I'm on low buy. That's the thing. I'm on low buy where I will only buy one if I use one. Your next question is about my favorite scent. I like floral. I like um, things that are really light, kind of like sun-drenched linen-y, things that smell clean. So for me, my favorites are rose, water, and ivy. And white gardenia. So I don't have a specific reason for the rosewater and ivy. But the reason I love white gardenia is because um, my mom has white gardenias in her garden. And so they remind me of her. So I like to have that near me. Aww.
2: What a, what a sweet note to leave off this episode that was all about sweet smelling things. Um, mm-hmm. I have some homework to do which is to go see what the girlies are talking about on Bath and Body Works subreddit. I need to know. I need to know the drama. Thank you, Candace, for this journey.
1: (laughs) Anytime and welcome to the club.
2: All right, that is the show. We'll be back in your feed on Wednesday, so please subscribe. It is the best way to never miss an episode. Please leave a rating and review in Apple or Spotify and tell your friends about us. Tell your Bath and Body Works lovers about us. You can follow us on Twitter at icymi_pod, pod, which is also where you can be much your questions like, why do people have 300 candles? And you can also always drop us a note at icymi@slate.com. Icymi
1: and Slate.com. Icy is produced by Sierra Spragley-Ricks, Rachel Hampton, and me, Candace Lim. Daisy Rosario is our senior supervising producer, and Alicia Montgomery is Slate's VP of audio. See you online or at the semi-annual sale.